What kind of career are you looking for? Do you dream of using your creative talents in the movie business? How about the advertising world? Or would you rather work in fashion? At Academy of Art University, we can help you get the art and design skills and experiences that employers want. Hundreds of top companies in the Bay Area and around the world have hired graduates from the Academy. You'll be trained by professional faculty members that have worked in the industry. So your education is practical and focused on what real-world companies want. You can get your degree at our San Francisco campus or anywhere online. Do what you want to do with your life. Call right now to get more information. 800-811-7913 That's 800-811-7913 The following is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for RadioLawTalk.com with your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, RadioLawTalk.com. Welcome to Hour 2 of Radio Law Talk. I'm your host, Frederick Penny, with my co-host, Denise Dirks. And we've got Todd Cunin. We've got our producer, Cal Hunter. We're having a great time. Hour number one was wonderful. Call us at 855-LAW-RADIO, 855-529-7234 if you want to come in on uh, actually really case or no case. If you want to, we're going to have a second case or no case that we're going to discuss where uh, Cal, our producer, tries to trick the hosts, lawyers, and determine whether – and he gives us a scenario. And we determine whether or not it's a case and what the outcome is. Uh, remember, this is the most exciting, entertaining, and sometimes informative show on earth, but we are only talking about general topics of law. Seek counsel. We are not giving legal advice. If you, late at night, cannot sleep – Todd, get ready. Todd, get ready. I'm ready. Todd, get ready. Here we go. What do you do? You do not count sheep. You go to radiolawtalk.com and you pull up the disclaimers. And the disclaimers what, Todd? The disclaimers are that Radio Law Talk is not intended to provide legal advice to people. Do not use anything you heard on Radio Law Talk as an argument in court, an argument anywhere else, unless you're around the dinner table talking to family and they say, they say, you can counter with something you learned on Radio Law Talk. That's exactly right. That's the best way. And that, if you read that, have your significant other while you're in bed with them, uh, read that to you and you'll be asleep really quick. Or you can read it yourself. And that's what sometimes I do when I can't sleep late at night. It's just read, read, our, read our disclaimers. We're going to talk about Deshaun Watson. We started that first hour toward the end of the hour. We're going to get back into Deshaun Watson case. Um, again, uh, innocent until proven guilty. And the motions that were heard to reveal who the actual plaintiffs are, the 22 plaintiffs, filed by, 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 the, by the way, the same lawyer in different uh, venues. Actually, it's different court courtrooms, so there's 20, 22 different lawsuits that uh, they're trying to get everybody's name uh, because they were filed as does uh, to, to, to protect the individuals claiming that they were sexually assaulted. Cal. Do you think this is a way of just trying to 
convince the people who are trying to sue Deshaun Watson, you better be really sure about this. And if this is a money grab, grab, it's going to come out. I mean, this seems to me like an attempt almost to intimidate the accusers. While I know that Deshaun Watson has the right to confront his actual yeah, how accusers. Can, yeah, without getting into it now, because we're going to get into it in a minute, but how, how the heck can you defend yourself? Right. I have no idea who, who it is they're assuming. There's 22 women that claim that I sexually assaulted them. I don't know their names. Now, does he maybe have an idea? Probably. Let's not. I mean, he might have an idea. If he, but 22? Does he know all, what all 22 of them were? Exactly. Probably not. He, he, You can't defend yourself without someone's name. That's yeah, the, and, and the big problem is you say, you know, he probably he probably knows based upon certain some. things. He knows some, but here's the problem with that. Let's say that he starts going, okay, well, you know, he starts naming off names, and he names off five names. And three of the five are people that have filed lawsuits. But the other two that he names off are not people who have filed lawsuits. But now he's like, yes. oh, we got two more potential plaintiffs. <laughs> I haven't filed them yet. You know, I haven't filed them yet, but hey, he knows who they are. He just admitted it because he said the name. Right. And it, it just, look, you, you've got to be able to defend yourself. And the purpose, the purpose of a complaint, one of the fundamental purposes of the complaint is to provide a defendant, the person being sued, with enough information, basic information, so they can mount a defense. That's hard to do when you don't know who it is. That's exactly right. He's we're going to talk lose, about lose, that. Lose, lose, lose. I know. We're going to talk about Deshaun Watson, uh, and then we're going to go into the taco eating contest lawsuits. That's interesting. We're going to talk about, believe it or not, Little Nas X. Okay, I'm going to say it. Little, Lil Nas X. Let me tell you right now. Is that right? What is it? <laughs> L-I-L, Lil Nas It has X. nothing to do with that. I just have a weird mind. I know you do. <laughs> Keep going. But, Keep going. But listen. All I it reminds say... me of, of the, uh, the fire Festival. You guys look that up on Here our, on our podcast, yeah. <laughs> the fire Festival. Oh. It's hilarious. Um, you kept calling one of the gentlemen <laughs> involved in that. Uh, what was it? Not. Oh gosh! Now I can't remember his oh, name. I wait, just wait to set up the out. joke and not get <laughs> Denise. That's the joke up, and then this falls. But boom, Cal, you are really slow today. Yeah, I didn't hear. The... I didn't hear a punchline. What I can't is, play a rim shot with the... oh, There you right. go. There we go. What Fine. are you doing sleeping back there? What are we paying you five oh, bucks? Hundred and fifty thousand a year. J rule. J rule. J rule. What's wrong? Is that what it is? Or I don't know. I Remember he said it, Ja Rule? Oh, Ja Rule? And I don't it's know. like J Rule. <laughs> is it Ja Rule? Okay. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Anyway, long story short, you're going to learn about this rapper, whether you want to or not, uh, when it comes to Nike. And we're going to have uh, d- d- discuss the latest on that lawsuit, Keisha and Dr. Luke. Uh, this is called anti-slap law, which I can talk about. We're going to discuss that. And Repu- uh, uh, Representative Katie Hill's lawsuit, we're going to get into that I'd also. like to talk about that. And Denise is going to be talking about that. Again, call us at 855-LAW-RADIO. Without further ado, let's go to our second of, the, of our show, Case or No Case. Now it's time to play Case or No Case. Yay! All right, here we go. Uh, let's see. Uh, now Case or No Case. His name was Alphonse Bet- Bietelion. He deduced after the invention of photography that taking pictures of the mugs of the arrested was a good idea, and mug shots were born. But he had another more grisly use for the photograph when it came to fighting crime, taking crime scene photographs, particularly murder scenes. He pioneered crime scene pictures and measurements on crime scenes, items that were used to solve many killings. And he was right. He made the Paris police force the envy of the law enforcement world. 
He even made up mugshot books of the arrestees. But there was a woman by the name of Madame Belinda Duvonnier who had an issue. That she was murdered in a particularly grisly scene where her bare top was exposed and there were slash marks on her upper body. They claimed that using pictures of their murdered mother and wife was disrespectful to the dead and decided they did not want the photographs to be seen in court. So they went out and got themselves a French lawyer and said, what say you, case or near case? So, Denise, I guess it's your turn to talk about that. We'll start with you. Okay. <laughs> okay. So it's um, it's kids versus um, Alfonso B. Well, husband, you know, a deceased husband, and uh, and the poly- Paris Police Department. So we have husband and kids that didn't oh. want mommy's pictures shown. Yeah. And this is French law. Correct. Which is an Napoleonic code. Correct. So I'm really stalling here. Correct. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> um, this, is, this, is, this is French law, the Napoleonic Code, which is in Europe, and, and <laughs> in a different time zone than we're in. Uh, For those of you in Wichita, Kansas, KQAM, 1480 AM, Denise is the ultimate staller okay. trying to get the things out. She's figuring ways to stall. That's what she does in court all the time, by the way. France provided us with the Statue of Liberty. Uh, yeah, remember that. Let's not forget that. And, Your Honor, I brought some seeds so, candy today. Would you like <laughs> Can't take pictures of the Eiffel Tower at night. Uh, let's see. I'm stalling. Stalling. Keep going. You guys are helping me a lot. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> okay. Um, this is um, not a case, but it is a really good scenario. And I think there's, it rings true um, because she doesn't have, as a deceased person, she does not have the right to um, try to stop those photos from being published. She just doesn't have it. She's deceased. And it's not a derivative right that her family members have either. Denise, how, so, Denise, how deceased was she? Um, she was so deceased. At the top of deceased. <laughs> very, very. <laughs> All right, Denise, thanks. So what do you say? It's a scenario but not a case. You know what? I might change my mind. Um, oh, I think she's still stalling. we got to go out. She's trying really? to read my yes. face. No, no, we, we got we got forty five seconds. Okay. Do it. All right, I'm going to say Drop that it is not a case. We're going to be back after this. That's way to change your mind, Denise. <laughs> not a case. We're going to be back with the laughing radio law talk, Wichita, Kansas. Please don't turn off your dial. We're really a lot more fun. We'll be back after this. Stay tuned. The answer to case or no case is coming up, and the opinions of two other attorneys. That's next right here on Radio Law Talk, also available on radiolawtalk.com. This portion of Radio Law Talk is brought to you by Strauss Naturals. For more information, go to straussnaturals.com. That's S-T-R-A-U-S-S, straussnaturals.com. Wayne Elliott here to tell you about my experience with Strauss Naturals heart drops over the past 20 years. Strauss Heart Drops saved me back then and changed my life forever. It's hard to describe how invigorating it is when you support your healthy blood flow everywhere. There is scientific evidence that Heart Drops ingredients help maintain healthy lipid concentration. Cholesterol is in the blood lipid group. This supports blood flow, our body's most important function. I was able to maintain a healthy heart and blood flow. Strauss Heart Drops work, I can assure you. No contraindications with pharma drugs. Strauss Heart Drops are safe, and Strauss guarantees your satisfaction with a hassle-free guarantee so you can't go wrong and certainly have nothing to lose. I've seen folks taking Heart Drops that have greatly improved their lives. 
Available online at StraussNaturals.com. Thank you very much. These products may not be right for you. Always read and follow the label. Know someone with a drinking or drug problem? Learn how to get sober after we share these stories. I was 35 with two beautiful children when my life and addiction started to spiral out of control. After my divorce, I went into a depression cycle and started drinking more often and using prescription drugs. After my second DWI and arrest, my ex-husband threatened to take our children away from me. I was 17 when I became addicted to heroin and meth. I thought I could quit on my own, but I couldn't. It hit me when I was arrested. Get sober now. Your private insurance may cover costs and we'll get you here. It's simple. Just call Elite Rehab Placement right now. Please, don't wait. Your life matters to us. 800-918-1376 That's 800-918-1376 The old way of living with diabetes is a pain. You've got to remember to do your testing and you always need to be sticking your fingers. The new way to live your life with diabetes is with a continuous glucose monitor. You simply apply a discreet, easy-to-use sensor on your body and it continuously monitors your glucose levels, helping you spend more time in range and freeing you from painful finger pricks. If you test your blood sugar at least four times per day and inject insulin at least three times per day or use an insulin pump and have private insurance or Medicare, you might be eligible for a CGM with little or no cost to you. Call U.S. Medical Supply today. Day for a free benefits check. We offer free shipping, 90-day supplies, and we bill Medicare or your insurance directly. Call now and say goodbye to finger pricks. 800-493-6112. 800-493-6112. That's 800-493-6112. Know someone with a drinking or drug problem? Learn how to get sober after we share these stories. I was 35 with two beautiful children when my life and addiction started to spiral out of control. After my divorce, I went into a depression cycle and started drinking more often and using prescription drugs. After my second DWI and arrest, my ex-husband threatened to take our children away from me. I was 17 when I became addicted to heroin and meth. I thought I could quit on my own, but I couldn't. It hit me when I was arrested. Get sober now. Your private insurance may cover costs and we'll get you here. It's simple. Just call Elite Rehab Placement right now. Please, don't wait. Your life matters to us. 800-918-1376-800-918-1376-800-918-1376. That's 800-918-1376. Boys are weird. This is no fun. Just true. Now, Radio Law Talk continues. Here's your host, Fred Penny. Uh, Radio Law Talk, the best kitty bumps in the United States is our Radio Law Talk. Now, Cal, scenario very quick about the French. Uh, well, there's a, a Duvernier, he, uh, Alphonse Bettelion, who uh, Sherlock Holmes and, and author Conan Doyle said, 
Now there's a man who gets it, right? He was the guy who started introducing scientific methods into fighting crime, photographs, measuring crime scenes, et cetera, et cetera. Right. He took a picture of a, uh, all kinds of murder scenes, and one family said, please don't put those on public display because the newspapers would get them and publish them as well. Please don't put them on public display. We don't want our mother's slashed, mutilated body to be uh, mm -hmm. in the newspaper and in court. And they said, too bad. We're going to do it. So uh, the, I, uh, the hypothesis is that they sued to stop it. The prosecutor uh, for the public, what do they call him, the prosecuteur, uh, it, it's a, it, the French is prosecutor for the public is what they're called, not the DA. Right. Uh, so the Duvanier family sought counsel to stop the picture's use, and Denise said no, they did not. And Todd says... She said no case, right? You said yes. No. She, yeah. said, she said no case. I'm yeah. going to say, um, you know, <clears throat> this is a case. I'm, I'm just going to go out on a limb there. I'm going to say it's a case, and I'm going to say that the family loses, and that's why we continue to have mugshots and pictures taken because the challenges have come forward. And I think from a public policy standpoint, they'd look at this and say, as bad as it is, there is evidentiary value. The, the benefit from this, from a forensic examination, from protecting the defendant's rights, I mean, think about this. If you don't take pictures of a crime scene, and, and, you know, they go in there. Oftentimes when they're investigating a crime scene, we don't know who the suspect is at this point in time. And then when, you know, Jean-Claude Van Damme, because he's French, gets, um, gets indicted a year later, his attorneys can't go back in and inspect the crime scene to see if it was done right or done wrong because they've cleaned it up. Pictures allow a defendant to have their rights protected because now we can look at the pictures and see what the prosecution said they saw and everybody stays there. So because of that, uh, I'm going to say case and the plaintiff's family loses just because these pictures are so important, it would be detrimental to the investigative process. Okay, fair enough. Mr. Penny, what do you wow, say? Wow, I think that was very intelligent. Not that Denise is the most intelligent person here, but I think Todd beat her uh, today on intelligence. And, oh, it's uh, going to be no case, but, you know. But I, no, I, <laughs> no, I truly believe it is a case. I'm going to say it's a case. That's exact. I'm not. I'm not trying to say, oh, I'm following you, but I, that's exactly what I was going to say. It's a case. It's one of the first ones in France that started this issue of using mugshots. And I think uh, that the family did lose, and this is where it all started in Europe with the mug shots. And so it, it is a case, and the family loses. I'm following exactly what Todd said. What fascinates me about all this is how many police departments never thought of using the photograph for evidentiary value or recording the faces of prisoners until Alphon Alphonse Batillon said, hey, look at this great tool we have here. Let's use this. And uh, it, it really did start a true worldwide trend in law enforcement. And it is true that many people sought to dissuade the use of crime scene photographs, which Bethayon pioneered. But for the aforementioned uh, case, there is no Madame Duvanier and... <laughs> oh, Denise! And no case. And that is... Denise, you nailed it. Case or no case. See, she's still more intelligent than <laughs> us. That's she's why. pretty happy about it. Oh, look at her. <laughs> she's reveling in her own victory. <laughs> Next hour, the case that you think you know about Babe Ruth and the Baby Ruth candy bar. The case that you think Ooh. you know. That's uh, coming up next hour on Case or No Case. Denise is on a roll. She said, bring it, dude. <laughs> Denise, you got us again. Yep. Man, it tells you she acts like she didn't. She was be 
no, befuddled around, yeah. but she's so intelligent. She goes, I'm going to act like I don't know what I'm doing, but I really do. And these guys will buy it, yeah. Kind of my strategy. <laughs> That's exactly right. Deshaun Watson, let's jump back to that. I want to get back into that really quick. We were talking earlier, hour one, about Deshaun Watson, about the 22 uh, lawsuits from different uh, – individuals that are claiming sexual assault. Uh, most of them, at least to our knowledge, are from massages, issues of massages that have gone uh, one step further. And the big question is they were filed as Doe amendment, uh, Doe plaintiffs. In other words, their names were not uh, mentioned. So uh, Deshaun Watson's lawyer nicely asked the other lawyer, said, hey, can you give us the name so I can defend, try to get, you know, defend ourselves? And they said, nope, bring a motion. By the way, they're all in, this is in Texas, they're in individual specific courts, and they're individually specifically filed single cases. So there's 22 different cases. And that means that they don't all have the same judge, correct? That's exactly right. They have different judges, different courtrooms, as in like a different department. Some even, oh, no, you're in the court down in this part of Texas or whatever. And so they have decided on all of them but nine. They have not filed on nine. And all of them on two, two specific judges said, yes, you have to reveal who your plaintiffs are, and who the ladies are that are accusing him. And by the way, you have two days to amend your complaint and list the name of the ladies, uh, assuming they're ladies. I'm, that's what I, I think they're all ladies, my understanding. Uh, and list their names so Deshaun Watson can defend himself. And so what they're doing now is they're going to bring the other nine cases. They're bringing those motions to, to reveal those individuals' names. So that's what's going on. This is one of these cases we are going to watch carefully and uh, determine, you know, what the situation is. And you know what? Just you know, we usually try to stay neutral and say both sides. Yeah, you got to reveal their names, otherwise, how do you defend yourself? And again, Deshaun Watson is. Uh, uh, this is not a political thing, but he is he is innocent right now until proven guilty. And if someone tries to claim that. They better put their name out. We had another case that that was similar to this. um, And at the discovery phase, again, that's when the court had ordered that they be disclosed, the names be disclosed. Right. Um, Was that a criminal case or was that? um, I don't remember. I I don't either. It was several years. But it was was, uh, very similar to that. And you know what? It's the right outcome. Yeah, no, I agree. But it's a little uh, harsh. Two days to amend? Two days. Usually it you is. get 10 days Monday, leave Tuesday. to amend. Oh, well, all you're doing is amending the exact same thing and just putting the names. That's all you're doing. Should, yeah, it should be just a cut and place, <laughs> yeah. search and replace. When we come back, we're going to talk about a lawsuit about taco eating contest. We'll be back. I know there's a legal secretary somewhere going, oh, come on. (laughs) You want this by when? (laughs) Right. Yes, that's right. We'll be back. As Fred said, more Radio Law Talk is coming right up right here. All you have to do is stay tuned. This is the bottom of the hour break. We'll take that, and we'll be right back. Hold on. Commercials and other announcements aired on Radio Law Talk contain the opinions of the sponsor. The airing of said announcements on Radio Law Talk does not constitute an endorsement. The announcements may contain claims that are not intended to treat, diagnose, or cure any disease. These claims have not been evaluated by the FDA. You love your dog. Is something bothering him or her and you can't figure out what it is? Maybe they seem slow or lethargic. And maybe they just don't have energy. Wouldn't you like your dog to be living their very best life? 
PetJoy offers a money-back guarantee on all of its products. If your dog won't eat it or you don't see the results you want, just let us know and we'll make it right. Totally risk-free. What do you have to lose? You can't buy PetJoy multivitamins in a store. The only way you can get them is through this unique radio offer. And if you call right now, learn how to get two bottles free with your order. Turn your dog's life around and make him or her a happy camper. Ain't that right, boy? He said call PetJoy right now. 800-711-9218-800-711-9218-800-711-9218 That's 800-711-9218 Now you can make your home look great and save money. Right now when you call Renewal by Anderson, you can buy four windows and get the fifth one free. Plus you get 12 months with no interest, no money down, and no payments. Upgrade your home. Buy four windows and get the fifth one free. Installation and warranty are even included. And the Renewal by Anderson certified retailers take every safety precaution to protect you and your family. Hey, for 25 years, people have trusted Renewal by Anderson for their window replacement needs, and you can too. So call right now. Don't wait. Learn how to get your free window when you buy four. 800-451-1124. 800-451-1124. That's 800-451-1124. Interest accrues from date of purchase, but is waived if paid in full within 12 months. Other conditions apply. We've adjusted our operations to serve you safely following all CDC guidelines. Visit RenewalByAnderson.com. Zero. Are you serious? You are a loser. Oh, that's down. Now, Radio Law Talk continues. Here's your host, Fred Penny. I don't get it, Cal. I just don't get why people keep doing these contests. And you got plaintiff's lawyers like myself and our firm who I'm um, pat myself on the back. I think we're a very wonderful power firm, uh, personal injury firm. And, and yeah, you know, there was the famous uh, water uh, contest uh, lawsuit that, uh, by the way, I know a friend that uh, handled that case. You mean the hand-on-the-car lawsuit where someone passed away from a radio station contest for keeping their hand on the car? No, no, there was another one that they drank water. It was oh, a water, right, right, water right. Drink yeah, contest. That's right. Yeah, that's that yeah, one. Yeah, that's right. And and there's there's all these contests that people are doing. It's like, you, you know what? Stop. You know, so there's a taco-eating contest in Fresno. This is like the minor league baseball team, correct? Yes. Is, are they AAA or are they double, uh, double I don't a? know. what they, they, they just redid all the minor league ball so, clubs. But at the time, I think yeah. they were the Colorado Rockies franchise. I, I think they're the Grizzly. Fresno Grizzlies. Yeah, but they, but they were yeah. like a AAA uh, affiliate of yeah. some team. But. but whatever. The thing is, they do a taco-eating contest, and this individual die, uh, just chokes to death on. And, and, and it's, it's a bunch of amateurs apparently doing this. And. And their argument, the, the plaintiff's argument is, well, you didn't, you didn't, uh, you know, basically warn them of the dangers of, of trying to eat fast and, and choking. Okay, but and, supposing they had, supposing they right, said, if you right. eat too many of these tacos too quickly, right. you could strangle yourself. And a guy says, 5000 bucks or whatever the money is, I'm in. Where do I sign? I'll take a risk. But then that's yeah. a different story. That, but like, apparently there are, at least the argument is that, they're, that they didn't have that information. Now, do I think they had some sort of signed waiver i bet they did and i'd have to see so we've got to look and see what those waivers are 
Um, a lot of times, there's sometimes you can't you can argue, you can get around those waivers in California law. Uh, you know, doesn't everyone says oh, I signed a waiver, therefore I can never sue? Not true. There are exceptions to get around those waivers, and that's a one-hour discussion that I'm not going to so get into. So, is this a failure to warn? Is yeah, that failure to is? warn of the dangers and or and they didn't have the appropriate, um, I guess, personnel there or people there to to help or or, or uh, basically the. They didn't know the risk, and they're bringing in people that ha- didn't have the knowledge or aren't, quote, professional eaters. Some are professional eaters, and they know how to do this. So I, I, did, a, I did a little research on this case after it came out, uh, after we decided we were going to talk about this one here. Now, the, ultimately, the autopsy was uh, they determined that he died because he choked. Right. He, he, right. It was choking was the cause of death. The emergency medical or the uh, – before the paramedics got there – they attempted to treat him. This is the allegation. It was attempted to treat him using CPR and a defibrillator. Now, look, CPR and defibrillators are not going to unobstruct an airway. That's right. the Heimlich maneuver does that. Right. And so, you know, you, you can be you can be, use the defibrillator. You can use CPR all you want. I, I think that at a minimum, they should have known that if they're trying to do CPR, when you blow air in, if yeah, if, if, if you go to blow air in and it's like, you know, blowing against a wall because Air's not going anywhere. There's a problem. There's yeah. a problem there. And so and they, they could make it worse yeah. because they could actually lodge, lodge it in it. further. They, they could. Now, look, I, I get that this is a failure to warn case. And, and, and uh-huh. you, know, you want to be respectful to the, to the families of the deceased. And, but, you know, on a case like this where you, it's a contest where somebody eats, what kind of warning do you have to give a human being? who has lived their entire life, has kids. So you know, the guy's 20, he's 30 years old. Is it a foreign concept to an individual like that, that if you eat too much at any one time, you could choke on what you're eating? Or try to jam too much down your throat at one time. Right, exactly. I mean, right, it, right, it, right. it just seems to me that at some point in time, I get the duty to warn, but at what point do you go, when does common sense step in and say, you know... From the time I was a little kid, I had people tell me, if you eat too fast, you're going to choke on it, knock it off. I mean, is, is, right. this, is this like not common knowledge to I, people? Can you then turn that on the people who brought this event up and say, isn't it common knowledge? You know, some people are going to choke because of this. Exactly. And then why are you having this contest? And if, so it can go both ways is what I'm trying but to tell if I was do But if I was on the flip side to right, that, right. if I was on the flip side, I would say, look, every competition – has in it the risk that somebody is going to push themselves too far. It doesn't matter what the competition right. is. If somebody pushes themselves too far, they could run the risk, but they are the ones choosing to go that far. Do you warn in a marathon? Yeah. Because there are guys out there running they who do. collapse and die. Heat they stroke, do, they... and they sign. A lot of them sign. Oh. So, you know, they do warn them, and there are sign- they do have to sign things. Okay. And so the answer is I don't know the details here yet of what they had them sign and what the warnings were. Uh, and so I don't I don't know the the situation here. So now you did you did reference the uh, the the previous lawsuit. This is from two thousand and seven, where the individual water. died because they had this contest to drink a gallon of water within a certain period of time and stuff. The difference I see between this lawsuit and that lawsuit, which by the way I believe the plaintiffs in that lawsuit ended up with a sixteen point five million dollar judgment after jury trial. Yes. But the big difference between that one with the water and the one with the taco eating contest is the allegations in the taco eating contest are that there are professional 
eating contest contestants that do this, that know how to eat and they know how to do this right. kind of stuff. And for them, it's not dangerous. But for an amateur, it is dangerous. The difference with the water is drinking that much water would have been dangerous regardless of somebody's preparation. That was just an inherently dangerous right. activity uh, that they should not have been engaged in because of the, the way your body takes in water. It, it would it have been overdoses. dangerous regardless. Yeah. It overdoses on uh, water. Apparently, they, they have an actually national taco eating contest that's not this one, but they have canceled it and said they're not going to do it because of this death. They've oh, wow. canceled that. And so uh, these, I don't know, I'm just not a fan of the big... Uh, eating contest thing i don't know and i'm not you know i'm not saying that's right or wrong i just think that you're you're putting yourself in danger you're right but then you ask yourself you're putting yourself in danger in all kinds of sports and activities and stuff like that and i see what your point is todd is when is enough enough that you have to warn everybody of every little thing but i keep i keep i keep expecting fred to come back with the monty python this is supposed to be a joyous occasion. Let's not argue over who can eat the tacos faster. That's yeah, <laughs> I know. That's exactly right. But it comes down to, I just say to myself, I, I really do. I say, why, why? Why, why, why are you having this contest? I just don't, I just, to my, just my brain says, okay, there's been lawsuits about contests and people dying or getting severely injured. Let's have a contest, a taco eating contest. Can you see them all around the boardroom? Fred Penny's in there going, Let's not yeah. say we did. How about a skydiving contest? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how about we just let? How about we have the slowest taco eating contest? I, I, I'm detecting a theme here in today's show. Yes. And the theme that so far that we're talking about is you know, we talk about Deshaun Watson. And in the first hour, my comment was, "Why would you even put yourself in that situation with massage therapists and doing that?" Now it's taco. Why would you even put yourself in the situation to be sued over a taco eating? Look, look, do what everybody else does. Get a couple of burlap sacks, have a bunch of kids sit there and yeah. hop 50 yards, <laughs> and whoever wins gets to go ahead and, and have a high five with the mascot. Or be have a home run it. derby. Right. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Right. right. Remember the old, those were the old days. Yeah, we're doing, the, what do you call that? The gunny sack race. Yeah. Right. There you go. We'll <laughs> <I mean laughs> probably good. put the gunny sack over their heads and get involved. Or in Idaho, it's a potato sack race. Okay. The same difference. Yeah. Let's talk about, speaking of potato sack races, let's talk about the, the devil uh, Satan shoes. <laughs> so here's what Todd and I and Denise always say. We talk about lawsuits uh, concerning trademark issues, right? What is the number one thing we say? And don't, I'm going to see if Cal comes up with them. Three of us know. What's the number one thing we say with these trademark lawsuits concerning the person that is being sued by the big powerhouse or vice versa, the, the the nobody that's, that's suing a big powerhouse in a trademark suit. Cal, what is the biggest issue that comes out of that? Uh, who has the most money? Wrong. No. Todd, you know the answer to that. Well, the, the, I know the one that I keep coming back to uh -huh. is uh, th this just feels like People using the court system to market their product. There you go. Do you think that, no, that yeah, rapper sure. Lil Nas X, I would have ever known who that was, or any of our radio law talk listeners would ever know? Not that our listeners, because we know the demographics of our listeners. And, but they're all hip. They're not going to be listening <laughs> to Lil Nas X. But this guy has just built, and, and they talk about that. He goes, well, you know, because uh, the, they settled the case, and they said, We've uh, achieved our artistic purpose, which is got his name out there and build build the brand and build the name. And, and this was the from the other side, uh, other side of the coin here with Nike. They accomplished their objectives as well because 
when these shoes came out, and again, we're talking about a pair of shoes that talk about worshiping the devil and stuff. And when they came out, there were a lot of people that were protesting Nike because they thought Nike was endorsing this like they do with all the athletes. This is a new shoe that Nike created for this devil worshiping guy or whatever. And Nike had to file this lawsuit so the public would know, no, no, we're suing him for trademark infringement. We have nothing to do with that. That gets Nike on board with the, this is not us, this is him. And we're going to protect our brand aggressively. This is another key point for Nike. Yes, and now they can go ahead and dismiss the lawsuit because there's not a whole lot of money to get out of it, but they've achieved their objective. I want to touch on one. And Little Nass, he did a a devil-themed video, and it just got released, so that has lots of attention now. You just nailed it, so I don't need to talk about it. I was going to mention that. He's getting more attention, and it's working for him. We're going to talk about Keisha and Dr. Luke when we come back. Sorry, I didn't remember that. That's a good point. Remember, it's all about publicity. Also, we uh, we like publicity, too, so we'll be right back. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. Hi, I'm Frederick Penny of Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. I bet you're tired of hearing lawyer commercials. So just relax and listen to music for a few seconds. When you or a family member has been injured, call 800-616-4LAW or see us at pennyandassociates.com. See, that wasn't so bad. I've got to get my car washed. This dirt, it just won't do. But I don't have no time today. I don't know what I do. And I know this place right down the road. Quick, quack, car wash. Hop inside, let's take a ride and watch this cat and shine. Just come and see, I guarantee your ride will steal the show. Come on, quick, quack, car wash. Don't drive that dirty car. Quick, quack, car wash. Medicare rules are confusing. They should be. There are over 130,000 pages of regulations. There's Part A through D, Medicare Advantage, and Medigap. According to the CMS, there are government programs available that can help you pay for your medical expenses. Choosing the right Medicare plan is a really big deal. The wrong choice can cost you a lot of money, and the right choice can put more money in your pocket. Call one of our licensed representatives today. At 65 Plus Medicare, our free service can show 
giving you a plan that will maximize your Medicare benefits, ensure you are taking advantage of all available government assistance programs, and save you money. Plus, call right now and get a free report on how to avoid costly Medicare mistakes. Call now. 800-220-7612. The old way of living with diabetes is a pain. You've got to remember to do your testing, and you always need to be sticking your fingers. The new way to live your life with diabetes is with a continuous glucose monitor. You simply apply a discreet, easy-to-use sensor on your body, and it continuously monitors your glucose levels, helping you spend more time in range and freeing you from painful finger pricks. If you test your blood sugar at least four times per day and inject insulin at least three times per day or use an insulin pump and have private insurance or Medicare, you might be eligible for a CGM with little or no cost to you. Call U.S. Medical Supply today for a free benefits check. We offer free shipping, 90-day supplies, and we bill Medicare or your insurance directly. Call now and say goodbye to finger pricks. 800-493-6112-800-493-6112-800-493-6112. That's 800-493-6112. This is Radio Law Talk with Frederick Penny. All right, I said it wrong. It was not, uh, Kesha, apparently. I, it's not Keisha, it's Kesha. Kesha. Okay. She's the one, I think I remember that, that one you were talking about. She's the one that ran up to Jerry Seinfeld and tried to give him a hug, which, by the way, I understand Jerry Seinfeld's not like a hug, just don't. You know, he, he doesn't like the oxytocin release. Yeah, so. whatever. He doesn't like people <laughs> touching him. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not defaming him i'm just trying my understanding is he's not like one of those hugger dudes just don't touch me don't you know leave me alone and she and i saw that video she yep. comes running up and she's well known kesha's well known well known but he later said i had no idea who she was so from his perspective he's like he's on he's on the red carpet he's hi. in the middle of an interview kesha comes up to oh hi jerry seinfeld i love you can i give you a big hug and he's looked at her and went no. uh no <laughs> back off yeah and so that was it but that's kesha that was and, Yeah, tell me. And, you know, and she's had a lawsuit. Uh, she's been in the middle of a lawsuit for the past seven years. This one's been going on for a it's while. Crazy. Right. Um, but based upon recent changes in the law and some, and some decisions in the court, previous rulings at the trial level now have to be revisited. And it has to do with what you are allowed to and not allowed to say and when you can be in trouble for it and not under a provision called uh, SLAPP, S-L-A-P-P, which stands for Strategic Law Against Public Policy, something like that. It is. Uh, but slap, Fred, SLAPP means Strategic Lawsuits Against Public Participation. Yes. And, Fred, this is in your wheelhouse. It is. It is. So here's what's interesting. First of all, let's back up. So apparently – Kesha has made some statements about Dr. Uh, uh, Doctor Luke, and his name is something else. And I don't know, oh, Dr. Luke Gottwald, and I don't understand. I understand a lot, but I don't understand these people. And I don't know who he is. They're, I don't know anything about him. He's a producer, uh, musical producer, gotcha. and she's a musician. And she brings up some allegations and mentions that he has sexually assaulted some 
women, and um, he doesn't like that, and he brings a lawsuit against her for defamation, right? Right. And so what, what's happening all along the way, and this case is out of New York. Uh, New York, isn't it? Yes. Right. yes. New York, that's what I thought. Out of New York, and, and uh, basically he's winning all across the board. The first thing you determine in a defamation case, and the most important thing is, is Dr. Uh, I, I, I just keep wanting to say Dr. Oz, Dr. Luke, is he a public figure? Because if he's a public figure, it's a it's a easier standard. Well, let's back up. It's harder for him to win his case because it's more difficult. Because the standard is that he's got to show she intentionally did it with malicious. With so a, she made a false statement against him right. with ma- actual malice. malice. Right. But the courts have held he is not a public figure. Therefore, the standards lower. Okay, I'm just setting this and up. This is right? the trial court yeah. level still. And, and the false statement, the false statement is alleged that Kesha texted Lady yes. Gaga, and in the text said that this Dr. Luke had also raped Katy Perry. So it was publishing just to another person, but right. via that text message, that is the allegation. Well, there's two. Kesha also accused him of raping her. So he's sued for both that that communication as well as the one related to Katy Perry. Yes. Exactly right. So what happens, there's a thing called slap and anti-slap lawsuits. So people are slapped. So what, what the issue is and what the courts and the legislator has come across is as follows. So they're worried about freedom of speech. People want to say something negative about someone. They want to put a Yelp, you know, uh, ad. Uh, I mean, a, a Yelp. What do you call those? A review. A review. Or they want to say something about someone, and they want to have free speech. So what they worry about is people suing for defamation for any time someone says something about them. So they have put in these anti-slap laws, which are kind of protections of those people that are bringing these. Uh, lawsuit uh, protection for those people that are that are talking about things or or have free speech in being sued and there's all these rules and regulations concerning what uh, they're allowed to get receive so in an anti-slap lawsuit what happens is when someone sues say doctor uh, no, doctor what Luke. Luke Luke sues she can bring an anti-slap lawsuit back against him. Or argue anti-slap, uh, uh, and it's a defense. It's a defense, and and what they she can say is, look, you're harassing me, you're suing me, you're making me uh, spend all this money for just talking about something that is my freedom of speech that I have a right to, and and, and a matter of public interest, matter, matter of public interest. And here's the key: the key is it's not just that, but they get attorneys' fees, all these things that help out the individual that's being sued from. Stopping these these companies, these bigger people, to suing them for defamation when all they want to do is make a statement. Now, now look, the, the one of the reasons we have anti-slap laws and slap laws is, look, sometimes a person is going to make an allegation that's going to be completely false against somebody else, right? right. And, and that can be subject to defamation. But think about the person that is legitimately the victim of a sexual assault or of a crime or something like that, and they want to make a claim. But they're afraid because it's a he said, she said, no other witnesses, it's just me. If I file this claim, if I make this allegation, I'm going to get sued for defamation if I can't prove it 100%. Without this anti-slap law, 
People with legitimate claims would be so intimidated that they would not be able to bring their claims that there's a whole host of conduct that the legislature and public policy is concerned would go unchecked because the powerful would keep those that don't have power under their thumb. So this law is designed to help balance and level the playing field so legitimate claims can be heard. And what's more important about this law, this particular law, is that it does change the standard again. And it puts it back as if Dr. Luke is not a private person, but a public person. Because as a matter of law, if this topic of sexual uh, assaults, if you will, in the musical industry is a matter of public concern, then once again, actual malice is going to have to be proven. Um, and so it takes it that that little public versus private figure out takes it makes it irrelevant, um, and that finding by the lower court is probably going to be overturned on appeal unless the lower court now says, "Hey, this is a matter of pub, um, public concern, therefore you have to show actual malice." Yes, so it's interesting. And this is new law that has come down in New York. Correct. That's why things are turning on its heels right now. Yeah, I was just going to say, for those of you that are, might still be wondering, well, what's the big difference between a public person or a private person? How does that work with defamation? Think about this. It doesn't matter who's in the White House. It doesn't matter who's there, what party they're in. There are going to be people on the radio and in the news saying all sorts of nasty things about the person in the White House. They're doing this. They're doing this. They're doing this. And why is it that the person in the White House cannot file a defamation claim against all these people that are saying all these nasty things about them? Because the person sitting in the White House, regardless of party, whenever it is, they are a public person. They are a public figure. And the law says you kind of signed up for it, in essence. Now, isn't this the anti-slap suit that was utilized in the Trump case where he said somebody was not being honest about something and then this – um, it was like the, the first time that one? it was tried. I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm not certain no, about that. But no, this was a saxophone. Yeah. The, the, the case, they've already had some cases come down and about a saxophone individual that that has basically uh, argued that there was a sexual was it a sexual harassment uh, aspiring saxophone uh, person prevailed against uh, a jazz musician uh, that pressure basically she alleged pressured her into sexual relationship. And so that so the cases have already come down, and and Ketch is using that. Look, it's already this new law is already being applied, and 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 it's going to be difficult for Doctor Luke to now sue me for uh, defamation because of the anti-slap rules that keep them from doing this. And that's what that's what Ketch's lawyers are arguing. And, and if if I understand this correctly, Doctor Luke had already secured summary judgment. Yes. On a you know, preliminary ruling by the court. Okay, you win on this issue based upon the status of the law. But now that the law has changed, now that Kesha, or now that Doctor Luke can't rely on the I'm not a public figure, so you right. have to do something different. You know, it's it's easier for me to prove this. The court. I mean, Kesha's lawyers are arguing the court has to go back and reevaluate the summary judgment motion. Yeah, but I don't know if that, that I don't know if it's retroactive or if that. See, that's what I don't know. My argument is, if I'm mm-hmm. uh, the doctor's uh, lawyer, is it's not retroactive. At the time we won this case, it wasn't that wasn't the law. Usually, when they pass laws like this, they'll include language that says this is retroactive to a certain date. Where things get dicey is when the legislature does not. And then they have to hash it out. So I'm going to come back and we're going to talk about Pac-12 lawsuit is uh, very interesting for trademark infringement. Cal, you can take us out.
All right. All I want to tell you is please stay tuned for Radio Law Talk. And if you're on a station that does not carry all three hours, it's okay. Don't worry. You can always get the whole show at radiolawtalk.com. Live, 9 to noon Pacific, or the podcasts are posted right away afterwards. So it's all there. You have been listening to radiolawtalk.com. A copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk Incorporated. is amazing. It's full of what's called negative rights, designed to protect us from the corrupt powers of a dictatorship. Like our right to worship our own God, not some official state religion. Our right to prevent the government from seizing our property without paying fair market value for it. Or our right to be tried by a jury of our peers, people like us, not by some star tribunal. And that's why America has become the richest, most just society in the world. Other countries force so-called positive rights onto their citizens. These enable one group to take from another group, their free speech, money, and choice by using government force. Socialists love wielding this power over people. Sometimes we take our freedoms for granted, but we can lose our Bill of Rights and our Constitution and become like Venezuela or North Korea, failed, brutal socialist regimes. We need your help to spread the good news about our amazing U.S. Constitution. Help us take back America. Go to OurAmericanRights.com. Brought to you by the American Media Council.